Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dateline, the Shizno. Our top story tonight, Red vs. Blue, Season 15, the trailer. I'm Nick Knightley. This week, we got our first glimpse at the things to come in Season 15, discovering that our new hero comes to us from that noblest of professions, journalism. It seems the Reds and Blues have a little more red on their hands this season, and it's making the whole galaxy a little more blue. Our ragtag roving reporters this week are... Sam. The Great Noodle Incident of 2257. Kessa. A particular suicide that may or may not have involved drain cleaner as a hangover cure and a best friend turned enemy. Daft Prodigy. This is Dylan Andrews reporting on whether or not my parents' Brussels sprouts will actually kill me. Church. In the first grade, she received the assignment of taking care of the class goldfish. It died the next day. And Rain Zero. The memory of this terrible, terrible individual has haunted generations of humanity. Rain Zero. Greatest threat to the 21st century or normal person? You decide, even though you know he is already the greatest threat to the 21st century. Thoughts on the trailer. It was really dark and I had to hold my breath. <laughs> no, that is retired. Long. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. Be retired. I'll tell you when it's retired and it ain't fucking it now. It is forbidden. <laughs> it is forbidden. I liked it. I mean, it was. It was a trailer. It was, oh, yeah, it was. It was only like a minute or so long, but it was. But it was. It was, it was dense. It was very like dramatic. It, yeah. it was. It, it was very dramatic. It was like it actually. I I thought for a while that we weren't going to get a trailer for this season, and then we did. Like a couple days before yeah. the episode came out yeah. for sponsors, which I was pleased to see. I think that it did a good job of making the reds and blues look really scary. <laughs> and I liked I liked all of the dramatic voice clips. The music was really good. Like it was it was a yeah, good trailer. It was, it was good. David Levy did a good job. Yes. Yeah. Sister was there and that's very important. Sister. Yes. Oh my Sister. God. It is Whoa. good to see Becca back. You know who wasn't Jack there, though? Jack Fuelcat, JFK, uh, the moon landing. I, I know Doc? Doc wasn't there. Doc right, wasn't actually. there. No. That's a good point. Which, Whereas, which I feel would definitely have been a dead giveaway if they were, you know, the criminal masterminds they're being claimed to be. Because <laughs> if we see, if we, the audience, see pacifistic Doc. Yeah, but, like, to be fair, committing he's got that whole murder. Mali thing going on now. You, yeah, you, but you you said you said dead giveaway. Well, I, I would say that if we saw Doc, it would be proof that they are the evil masterminds. <laughs> because like nobody is as fucking evil as a pacifist in purple armor. <laughs> okay, but no, you know <laughs> you know you. why all these people. You want to know why all these people are not the Reds and Blues? Why they're not really the Reds and Blues is because why? I never once saw Sarge holding a shotgun. Not once. Yeah, it's right. He was like holding the UNSC that, laser rifle thing, but that, he didn't yeah, have a shotgun. Uh, Where's his shotgun? The huh? whammy gun. It's not yeah, yeah a that shotgun. was 
That was weird. Sarge without a shotgun, Caboose and Lopez standing together yeah. like buddies, <laughs> and a mysterious cobalt person who was only shown in negative flashes that we went and zoomed and enhanced like... Uh... You're forgetting the <laughs> like... other dead giveaway, Daft. Hmm. Tucker had a sniper rifle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and a knife. And the knife. And a sword. Why does Tucker have all the weapons? <laughs> Tucker likes stabbing things. Yeah, Tucker would never get this knife. Also, right, as proven yeah. in season eight, he's like seems to be the only one who's like competent with them, semi speaking. Yeah. Yeah. There was also no like... Washer Carolina. Yeah. It, that's that's interesting too. That like it's almost as if somebody was using the popular image of reds and blues and not actually the people that constitute the reds and blues. <laughs> hmm. Almost, almost as if that's what's happening. But I suppose, well, you know, uh, it's it does it does seem like uh, that that's the most likely explanation. It's not the only explanation, as we will soon discover in this shizno, but it, it does seem More to be the most that, likely as explanation. as the story progresses. Today! <laughs> That that these these are uh, the noodle reds and blues because they are impastas. <laughs> you can blame Nereal for that one too. Is that why she told me to use noodle incident? Probably. <laughs> Probably yeah. You fell right into it. Right well, into no, because noodle incident is also all... a trope yep. regarding an unmentioned yep. event. Yep. We are all yep. like spokes on a wheel, and Nereal is the one that leads the wheel <laughs> interesting yes we are like we are like those uh pasta shapes that are little wheels god fucking damn it <laughs> <laughs> we're not wagon wheels <laughs> there is a uh a tiny tiny clip in the uh trailer of uh the cobalt one taking off his helmet or their helmet oh, yeah. i suppose um and like it, this, so this could be just a, um, a, a fact of, you know, animation error because animation is hard and uh, making models do what you want them to do is difficult. But when, uh, the helmet comes off, if you, if you take a screenshot, like right at that moment, it doesn't look like there's anything under the helmet. What? And I don't know if that's just an animation error or if the cobalt armor is really just filled with uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> Who else showed up in the trailer? A mysterious red and black armored figure with a, a horn? <laughs> more red and black armor. That can only be good. Yeah. <laughs> Who we will talk more about in a bit. Um, and apparently the person, that reporter lady... Uh, who we have found out in Twitter conversations is Dylan Andrews, um, the lady who wrote the colorful Space Marine Stop Corruption article um, on the Reds and Blues Bringing Down Project Freelancer in season 10, that she seems to be working for this guy. She calls him Grumpy McBossy Pants, and he gets kidney stones when he gets stressed out by her reporting. <laughs> <laughs> like a minigun. Like a Tommy gun. <laughs> I think it's Nathan Zellner again. It sounds like Andy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I, and then, is reporter lady Elizabeth Maxwell? She sounds like Winter. I think uh, it's Elizabeth Ruby. Maxwell. Um, okay, okay. Nope, it is someone brand new. Neat. This is, this is according to Joe Nicolosi. So this is not, is Anna Margaret Hollyman. Cool. I'm looking for if she did anything else right now. 
Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, sounding like Elizabeth Maxwell is not an insult. <laughs> she... And somehow Neri already follows her on Twitter. <laughs> She's everywhere. Neri is our master of whispers. <laughs> if there are whispers to be had, Neriel will find them. If it's not actually the reds and blues, what could be another possible explanation for the criminal's behavior? Rampant AI fragments following Epsilon's fragmentation. Well, that happened quickly. They've been known to be able to body hop. Think about it. This is a broken copy of a broken copy. And something drove them to kill lots of people? Under the guises of their former teammates. Look at what happened when the AI fragments were the fragments. They wanted to reunite and become one with the Alpha. What if Epsilon became their Alpha and they're trying to reunite and reform him and they needed to get access to UNSC technology and Omega and Sigma are calling the shots like, you know, they were. Yeah, I feel like Omega and or Sigma would be, like, influencing the rest of them. If Omega and Sigma are the reason that Caboose and Lopez are standing together like buddies. Lopez is true neutral, so he'd just go along with it because he doesn't care. We could have fragments being extremely emo. We do know that there were spare suits of armor on Chorus, or maybe they found robots somewhere when they uh, were out gallivanting and killing people they also had tucker in his regular spartan 7 armor yeah that's that's weird if this is fragments uh which fragment is in the cobalt armor which one is framing themselves as being the new church epsilon epsilon yep epsilon epsilon <laughs> is that even possible epsilon squared <laughs> epsilon prime <laughs> i'm not gonna question whether or not that's possible it's Nega Epsilon. So, my thought was that... So you've had uh, the Reds and Blues broadcast to every single screen uh, and every single communication device in the galaxy. Yeah. That the chairman is responsible for, like, manipulating this war on Chorus. He's responsible for all of these terrible, terrible war atrocities. If I were somebody in a position of power who had control, presumably, over, say, uh, a news organization, the first thing that I would want to do would be discredit those fucking people that said that you are responsible for a bunch of war crimes. So, you frame them as terrorists. You set the journalists in your news organization on proving what's really wrong with the Reds and Blues. Why would they do something like this? They've struck again. Oh my gosh! You can't trust them. They have a reason to uh, make the chairman look bad, and it's that they're actually bad. They're using alien technology to hack into everybody's devices and spread lies. They said that the, the chairman was responsible for all these war crimes, but then when we went to the staff of Karan, we saw them all around the chairman like threatening him with physical violence it's clear that the that that chairman hargrove has only been that that he has been coerced into doing these horrible things at the hands of the evil reds and blues here's here's actual footage of the reds and blues brutally murdering everybody on the staff of sharon cheryl caron caron cheryl <laughs> phyllis 
The the person in the cobalt armor is Phyllis. Oh my god. She's leading all of the Epsilon fragments on a rampage on a rampage against humanity. She's finally got her robot army. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really do believe that it that like it's these are people that somebody has a reason to want the reds and blues to be considered to be uh terrible terrorist villains. Do you remember last season in which uh Joe Nicolosi, featured as the writer of Brick Gulch, was all about alternate universes and parallel universes and ways that things could have happened that didn't happen. And so, you know, what if these reds and blues are from a place where the reds and blues were evil? We have a method for interdimensional travel that is the future cubes that Doc got lost in. Uh, and coincidentally, Doc is nowhere to be seen in the trailer. And uh, the first the first line in the trailer is a guy saying, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, which in the theme of parallel universes sounds a little bit like there's, for every good universe, there's an evil alternate mirror world. And so maybe they, they took that, uh, that theme of parallel universes and brought it to its uh, logical, ridiculous, tropey conclusion. Another thing that makes me think that is that in several of the shots of the reds and blues, before it cut uh, to another shot, the colors flipped to negative really fast. Maybe that was just to look dramatic, but it could also be symbolic of the fact that these are evil mirror universe reds and blues. What if it's just space pirates hired by Hargrove to tarnish their reputation? But it could also be that beneath these helmets, all of the reds and blues have really awesome evil goatees. I, for one, would like to see an evil Tucker, who I assume has a goatee already. Because he seems like the kind of guy who'd have a goatee. Just have a second smaller goatee hanging off of his goatee. No, evil Tucker just has a soul patch. No, evil Tucker has no goatee. The evilest Tucker. <laughs> So what I was thinking of, like, in particular for a potential mirror universe that things went wrong in, is what if the evil mirror timeline is one in which the reds and blues actually worked for Project Freelancer? They went around and did Project Freelancer's evil bidding, um, and Church never died, and Doc never showed up, and Sister never showed up, because they never needed reinforcements. And that's why they're not there. And Wash never showed up because um, Project Freelancer didn't need taking down from the inside. Carolina never showed up because she never tried to kill her dad. Or maybe all the freelancers ended up dead. And this is just like the reds and blues. If they hadn't been so incompetent at the one thing Project Freelancer wanted them to do, uh, which was sit in their box canyon and fight each other, they actually went and became part of its military and like did horrible things at project freelancers bidding and then when the real reds and blues discover evil mirror church we'll have a church again <laughs> who is the unicorn man black armor red accents big pointy horn little toesies there's only one answer <laughs> he's lord Geno. we have entered the gurren Logon prequel that is Red vs. Blue Season 15. Hold on there, Rain. 
Lord Gino doesn't dress like that. That's his gunman, Lazengan. Well, this is before the gunman existed, when he was still but a, but a mere space soldier, like, dressed up in power armor. Lazengan was based on his power armor. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing about little toesies. They've he both got have, little toesies. They do have little toesies. He's not wrong. <laughs> no, the similarities between between Unicorn Man and Lazengan are way too close. He's it's, it's actually it it looks like they tried to make a character that looks like Lazengan. It it's, does. It's a little. It, it it's does. Very uncanny. Creepy. No, no. Mo- well, yes, no. because because Miles and Carrie aren't responsible for writing Red versus Blue. So yes, they, I they... mean, so like if it, it, I think I think that this I think that the design is fully down uh, in this case to the Machinima team. So, yeah, uh, Kyle, Kyle, I'm glaring at you got... through my webcam well, right now. Yeah. yeah, I got my eye on that's, you. That's Kyle and Josh. Kyle and Josh. Um, so I looked up the types of armor that are used in Unicorn Man's oh, uh, wonderful. impressive unicorn helmet or uh, unicorn costume. Um, did I say unicorn? Unicorn costume. Unicorn. Um, and uh, so the the um, the unicorn helmet is obviously the notorious Fotis helmet um, from the uh, Halo Five. Uh, unlockables yes, armor that i know it's, about it's basically it's basically just the joke armor it says stuff like tested in the rough and tumble streets of downtown kirkland washington <laughs> it's a it's it's made for uh the people who go and fetch coffee for the uh <laughs> um at a variety of lightly secured sites during kirkland's long seasons of wet freezing cold weather photos armor has also proven invaluable in seattle's corporate shadow <laughs> wars <laughs> So. Oh no! No, Astounding. clearly, clearly, what has happened? Um, I have my own theory on who Unicorn sure. Man is. Sure. It is a fusion of Lay Daniel Avadon and Brian Wecht, aka Danny Sexbang and Ninja Brian, after going in their spaceship time machine and transcending time and space <gasps> to become the Unicorn Wizard. Yes. <laughs> But because of Ninja Brian's sheer murder-tastic power, they gained power armor instead of two puppies. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather have Good. the puppies. And then they spend all of their time lurking above Blood Gulch. I mean, Ninja Brian doesn't talk. See, I think I think that Unicorn Man's presence symbolizes that Dylan Andrews has actually been a replicant this whole time, even oh, though God. she thinks she's a human. Oh my God! Human. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can we not? But on a on a serious note about Unicorn Man, um, I think that Unicorn Man is like some sort of like um, I I, I want to think that he's that he's like a plant. Um, He's photosynthesizing in front of our very eyes. Photosynthesis. No, but that he is, like, he is, like, supposed to come to the reporter and be like, oh, you're going toward the reds and blues. That's not safe. Let me protect you. And basically be the one <laughs> directing the reporters toward these instances where the uh, fake reds and blues are causing trouble so that they can see yeah, firsthand I, I... how terrible they are. 
I look super ominous, but you should trust me. You should trust me in the way that you always trust people uh, in black armor with uh, off-color highlights. Did you mean Felix? (laughs) Did you mean... (laughs) Maybe maybe instead of shark face, this is horse face? Horse face. Unicorn face. Horse face. face. Ooh-ah-ah. It's the unicorn wizard. Unicorn face. Ooh, uh-huh. Charlie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, on a, on a serious note, um, yeah, my idea is similar to Rain's, but I'm, I'm thinking more like this guy might be a rival reporter. His ridiculous armor sort of being the equivalent of wearing a gun, uh, a Gunman? bulletproof vest that says reporter on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rather than police. Um... <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, you see a guy with the unicorn head? Yeah, don't worry about him. He's just a journalist. Um, and he's looking to scoop Dylan's story and sell it to the highest bidder. Scoop it with he's his giant free- unicorn horn. <laughs> he's, no, no, no. He, he, that would make him a freelancer journalist. That's why we're punished. I just, I need, I need there to be another evil person who calls themselves a freelancer <laughs> point (laughs) just so that when the real reds and blues show up and you know uh dylan and this guy you know meet up and are fighting over who gets to talk to them first they pick dylan because they don't want to talk to another freelancer (laughs) how will the reporters react when they inevitably meet the real reds and blues well i think that Dylan's going to be disappointed. You should never meet your heroes, especially when they're the reds (laughs) and blues. Um, But I think that she and Carolina will bond over being competent and awesome, and then they will fall. Yes! Yes, please! please. Oh no, another person to (laughs) ship Carolina with. Hashtag give Carolina a girlfriend, Uh, 2K17. Every year with that, Daft. (laughs) Every year until it happens. I'm going to keep doing it until she gets a girlfriend. Also, hashtag make Germans happen to K seventeen. Yes, that that one's basically just always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a standing order. It's in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this just knows uh, full of diehard German shippers. Yep. I, I'm pretty uh, sure that happen, everybody in this just knows a German shipper. Who isn't? Yeah. A Even if they don't watch Red versus Blue. You can make it happen. You can make it happen, Joe. I believe in you. Believe in the daft who believes in you, Joe. Make a Garin Logon prequel with Grimmins. <laughs> that's that's it. The Reds and Blues need to believe in the Dylan who believes in them. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna fix the problems. Honestly, like I kind of imagine, and again, we don't know much of our personality, but almost like a harken back to like Reconstruction, like when we first meet Wash, and he's like, "What the fuck am I doing with these people?" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see a little bit of a reconstruction thing. See, I was here. thinking the complete opposite, where she'd be, like, a huge, like, fangirl. <laughs> like, she'd just be, like, freaking still out. still similarly disappointed when, when she actually meets them. Yeah. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it's the Reds and Blues? You have no idea how much I love you. And they're just like, who are you? <laughs> Go away. Just like, they're just like, Jensen? See, that would actually just, like, make me really sad, though, because, like, again, I take characterization super seriously. And based on this 2.5 seconds in the trailer, she seems to have a whole lot of, like, 
seriousness when it comes to her job so like the idea of that just going out the window kind of makes me yeah i think i think that she's gonna she's gonna be a a pretty serious face person most of the time the only thing i ask for is maybe like a little bit of like a kimball like love triangle but other than that you're on the right track yes happy why yeah why have why have love triangles when you can have polyamory true (laughs) kimball kimball carolina andrews 2K17. I thought Love Triangles got renamed Love Quarrels, and Love Triangles is now for polyamory. <laughs> I have no idea. I just I just think of that meme that says, Carolina has two hands. She can hold both <laughs> their hands. Oh, oh okay, okay. Oh, I you talking about boobs, but okay. <laughs> she can grab both their boobs. Astounding. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, we do, uh, I think, so from the trailer, it does look like she and camera guy will meet the imposta reds and blues or the evil reds and blues or whoever they are at some point, because there's that whole, like, did you get the footage and they're being shot at. Um, and I imagine if she had any, like, real fangirly excitement over meeting the reds and blues, that would kind of be tamped down pretty hard by that experience. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I do think that she, at this point, um, after doing her, like, story about, oh, the colorful heroes uh, save, uh, expose corruption. After she's done that, like, then this story comes around of them being, them being, like, these terrible, evil terrorists who are, like, destroying uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like she is very much skeptical about everything related to the reds and blues and i don't think that she i don't think that she idolizes them as heroes i think that she she wants she really does want to know the truth about them you know? yeah no i think so too she she seems like she says like we're journalists truth is our currency like i i think that uh yeah she she is dedicated to finding out what happened to turn the reds and blues from yes. colorful space marine stopped corruption to the reds and blues have struck again. And she seems pretty objective to me. Like maybe her camera guy is not, not the most experienced, but like she seems like she knows what she's doing yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, there's this thing in psychology called thin, thin slices um, where it's basically like um, the judgments you make, you know, it's sort of like first impressions. The judgments you make on a person, even given just a couple of seconds um, of uh, looking at them interact with other people or hearing them talk, um, are, you know, while not 100% accurate, are right more often than not on certain dimensions, especially things like competence. So I think, you know, in, in saying Dylan Andrews comes across as very competent in the handful of seconds that she talks in the trailer, I think is probably a good, uh, a safe assumption to yeah. make. It's, it's, yes. And it's also one of those cases where she's competent now and she hasn't had no contact with the reds and blues directly. And so mm-hmm. uh, as, as she is exposed to red and blue radiation, she will <laughs> inevitably become less competent. Less competent. <laughs> as everybody that encounters the reds and blues seems to do soon she will only be able to 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 make good uh good reporting what by accident you mean to tell me (laughs) that you got this pulitzer by tripping (laughs) to be fair caboose was really really interesting in that moment 
Yeah, she got the Pulitzer for uh for vines. Just no, she got the she got the Pulitzer for documenting Sarge's inhumanly high capacity for mechanics. I mean, I'm just (laughs) saying, if Lynn didn't get his pegot, anything is possible in this universe in terms of Pulitzer. (laughs) Good point. Although maybe by the year 2257, Lynn will have a bunch more awards. He will be immortal, and it will be amazing. Because if evil tyrant Rain, who must be stopped, does anything good, he will find the key to immortality, so that he can become an immortal god king, and so that uh, Lin Manuel Miranda can become. Oh yeah, like like when I discover the key to immortality, the first thing that I'm doing is making Lin Manuel Miranda immortal. Other thoughts? I'm hype. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm hype too. too. I'm, Super I'm hype this season. I'm really excited to. For the first time in a while, what I, I am. like, um, especially, is that for the first time I think in this forever. This is the first. This is for the first time in forever. <laughs> this season starts out with a question for us to chew on. It's not just Arr. what's going to happen next. It's why is this happening? Dylan Andrews is going to help us find out. It's I'm nice to be back to like the actual like story as well. So. Makes it a lot more exciting. Yes. Thank you for the long wait. Guys, we're going to be get able to talk about plot all season <laughs> and not oh just Oops God. All AUs. <laughs> Which, oh don't get me wrong, oh Oops All AUs was fun. It was. But I but want I'm some looking plot. I'm forward to, to eat. talking about plot. I'm looking forward to talking about me plot. Me too, again. I really because am. I felt totally me useless too. during season 14, not going to lie. Well, feel useless no longer. <laughs> We're back. Thank you for joining us, and a special thank you to Sam, Kessa, Daft Prodigy, Church, and Rain Zero. The Shizno is a production of Plot Bubble. You can support the Shizno on Patreon at plotbubble.com. Follow us on Tumblr at shizno.tumblr.com. S-H-I-Z-N-O dot Tumblr dot com. The Shizno. If it bleeds, it leads. If it feeds, get out of its way. I think that I think that she will be able to finally unwind around Carolina, and then they'll bond. Oh dear! And they'll be best friends, oh, and then they'll start Daph. dating. Oh, and, then the, and then no. and then Dylan Andrews will reveal her love for knitting, and all of the reds and blues will have fluffy sweaters. Oh, you know, I completely Daph. buy into that headcanon, and I'm one hundred percent behind it. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.